0: Welcome to First Generation Burden, a series of conversations with immigrants and the children of immigrants. My name is Rich Tu and I'm your host. So this is the 32nd episode and this is the finale for season four. No more episodes left within this season It's been a crazy ride, 10 consecutive. It's pretty wild. Today we have Gavin Allowan, who is a social media art director over at MTV and also Full Transparency. He's a good friend, and we work together. Um, He is also a fellow Filipino. Um, Shout out to all the new listeners from the Philippines. Uh, We've been getting some love on the blogs over there. So we talk a lot about his upbringing over in California as well as how he found his way over to MTV making a couple of pit stops, uh, Nike being one of them and Glamour Magazine being the other but also we talk about the origin of the Michaela Moroni not impressed meme uh, which Gavin actually created so we dip a lot into that and we also dip into what it means to go viral as well as the the dna and the creation of a meme itself so if you're really interested in a lot of that as well as hearing uh two people chop it up then this episode is for you Um, but before we dip into that i want to thank everyone that got the cultivator nike first gen air max 270 reacts there's a lot of words there um, I want to thank everyone that that got those We are sold out So that is amazing Super appreciative All of those proceeds that I personally get As well as the podcast are going to go to the ACLU uh, Which will benefit Immigrants' rights So thank you to everyone that's bought a pair I know they weren't cheap And I know that a lot of the first gen content Has been that as of late But we're officially putting that to bed And uh, we're going to welcome a new chapter So Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Nike. Um, and now we're gonna dip into our conversation with Gavin Allowing. Hello, check, check. You hear me? Oh yeah, there we go. Oh, that was a potentially scary situation. I'm glad we uh, yeah we figured it out. Now he's coming through and. Much better. There we go. We did it. Oh, we did it. Oh, podcasting. Yeah, jeez. We're going to figure it out. Bad luck. <laughs> 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 brought the curse. Exactly. No, we didn't. you brought no curse. <laughs> no curse whatsoever. Um, Gavin Allowan. What's up? What's up? What's good, man? chillin welcome to first generation burden Ooh, thank you for having me absolutely no thank you for coming through course, uh, recording man. at listening party at canal street market yep yep and it's uh good energy up in here yeah, it's pretty it's
1: pretty uh it's pretty lit up in here as uh, the kids say oh hell yeah i've heard some kids <laughs> say that actually yeah
0: heard uh you know that's the slang these t- these days i don't know so this is the season finale yeah. of First Generation Burden, and we had some technical snafus up yep. top. We might have lost some content, <laughs> FYI, so we might have chopped off 15 minutes in the very beginning. That was beginning. some good content, too. I'm not going to lie. Was, you know, that was the was best kidding. content I think we've ever <laughs> right, made. right, uh, we're done. Uh, no, I'm get <laughs> So, Gavin, thanks oh, for coming of through. Of course, man. Absolutely. Um, last time I saw you was at the Video Music Awards. Yes. Just yes. A week ago or oh, a little man. less than a week ago. It's pretty wild. So
1: good. You know, it's uh I was saying
0: before. Uh
1: so just a little bit of contact, you know, I've been at MTV for eight years. Right. Uh, been to a lot of EMAs. Right. But this was the first one that I felt that was, you know, I wasn't working. I was just there to enjoy it. Yes. And uh, thank you. Rich hooked it up with the seats. I wasn't even going to go at first. Um, I had to twist yeah, this guy's arm. Uh, did get to shake the president's hand, though. So I was just like, yes, I
0: did Oh, it. that's true. Yeah, I was like, oh,
1: man, is this is going to be all worth it? And uh, it was all worth it. I was like, no, oh, don't mess up the handshake. Don't mess <laughs> up the handshake. You know, just he's just going down the line of like the tier level of people. And, oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's Gavin. I think I know him. But. But, um, but no,
0: it, like, that. like his, his <laughs> hand is like less than five feet away, yeah. but then like immediately beads of sweat just yeah. like develop like all over the interior of your hand. It's like, Oh God, Oh God, it's happening. I had to like wipe, wipe myself down. He's, <laughs> oh, um, but man. other than
1: that, I mean, just, you know, um, the first time that, you know, I was actually there to enjoy it, and it was really dope. I had low expectations. Yeah. Uh, nothing against, like, you know, New Jersey as a venue, but it's not as— Shout like, out to New Jersey. Yeah, shout out New Jersey. Um, not as illustrious as, like, in L.A. or New York even, And but those weren't even, you know, the ones that I did experience. Uh, you know, again, I was working, but just wasn't as, like—I wasn't feeling the vibe as much. And then this time was just like, yo,
0: Miss, when Missy came out— Oh, my God. And, oh, dude, shut it down. Missy Elliott— is a fucking icon. Icon. So good. So good. She even had the iconic necklace
1: chain Gee, situation, yeah. which uh, unfortunately, I don't know if you heard, it got snatched at the backstage of the VMAs. Yeah. Uh, did like she post would, that on her story, I or I think, how did she post that? I think that? she tweeted it. Uh, Matt was telling me about it. She uh, asked tweet to tweet it. Yeah. <laughs> she asked to to tweet it. Um, <laughs> you know, as the kids say, and um, but no, was, as you're saying, it was just like you know, two generations. Music still sounds good today. I know. Oh man. Was that the same
0: girl, the girl in the yellow tracksuit? It suit? was.
1: Remember, we were like, yeah, who is that chick? Right. It's like, they need to bring out, like, Allison Stoner and Sierra. That was Allison Stoner. Right. Uh, she just had a shaved head or short, very short hair. Yes. And there was no announcement of it. I love that she's still in the dancing community. Yeah. No,
0: it's tight. Yeah. What I happened? was waiting for Sierra, though. Yeah. Me too. That? I, was, I was waiting for her or Timberland. Yeah. Magoo. Magoo. <laughs> no, Magoo was there. We just didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Story of his life, right? No, I just kidding. No, Magoo needs to come back. He was, he was, uh you
0: know, uh he was a special rapper. I he thought, was a special yeah, rapper. Unique. Did you think that he got too much flack for sounding like Q Tip back in the day? Because remember, he a got little that. Bit. He, think, he sounded like Q, but yeah. without the lyrics.
1: Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Without the flow and lyrics. It was just like the voice,
0: maybe. <laughs> without the flow or the
1: lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing like Q Tip, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, vernacularly, you know. <laughs> it was a little bit, de- you know, tonality-wise, maybe yes. it's a little sound, but I think his his wordplay was a little, you know, a little funkier, a little
0: funnier, yes. I would say, in yeah. that regard. Um, also, he was subject to Timberland's production. Yeah. So it wasn't like Q where he could do it himself. Hop- yeah, exactly. And then work with like the team. He was a bit of the driver for Tribe. Yeah, exactly. Who else did you like over uh, over the I video think, music yeah, awards situation? VMAs,
1: um, I think the last performance so they brought out iconic oh, rappers from New Jersey. Yeah, Naughty by Nature, Red they Man. had Redman, Queen Latifah and we we're talking earlier I was like, yo, oh, I hope Redman play, you know, does this song. I hope <laughs> Queen Latifah comes out to this. Yes. And they
0: did it. I think they they just knew. They you know? knew. And, uh, they knew a, what the crowd wanted yeah, to hear. Or, yo, yeah. <laughs> when Queen Latifah came out in the motorcycle yes. with the do rag, and then does you and I T Y, like that that uh saxophone uh-huh. sting happens. Mm. I think I know. I lost my shit. Yeah, I looked no, at same. you also. was like yo, yo, this is fucking happening right now. <laughs> it happened. It did, did happen,
1: it. and especially you know in the, in the the context of today's music, it's like yo. These uh, old heads are closing exactly. it out and shutting it down. Shutting it down. Uh, I was reading a lot of, you know, I was on YouTube, as I, as I like to do a lot of times. Oh, YouTube? Uh, the YouTube, as we call it at work. <laughs> <laughs> Go to MTV.com or yeah, YouTube forward slash MTV. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I got to
0: always push the brand. Yeah,
1: no. A lot of the comments were very positive in the sense it's like, Oh, man. And again, this could be the, you know, the nostalgia blinders on. But a lot of it was just like, oh, that's how, to, you know, today's performers are not on that level of, right. of a show. You know, like shutting it down, basically. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was an interesting comment, especially as a younger, you know, we reach, we skew younger. Yes. Um, and you have Queen Lativa closing it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? she looked great. Yeah. No, killed it. Fetty Wap. Fetty yeah, no, it sounded good. He's in that
0: little bowl. Yeah, I was like, like yo, in the
1: crowd. Where's Fetty at? He's right there. Here he is. Yeah, you know, there he was doing it. And you know, he's, he's, the a, a, boys. he's a, Yeah, he's a pretty recent, you know, I would say addition rap? to New Jersey yeah, Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> that Y yeah, uh, was doing a handstand. Oh, dude, yeah. Elk uh, Flares. I was like, yo,
0: he's <laughs> well, uh, Fuji's gonna come out. Lorne Hill,
1: <laughs> just <laughs> pay your taxes. Exactly. Is she coming yeah, back, through.
0: Like Praz is like waiting in the wings. But then, uh, yeah, it's like Praz and Magoo. It's like, oh, yeah. shit. oh shit, it's our time. <laughs> oh no, it's not our time. Damn. No, we'll get him on the next. Time? Yeah, next,
1: next New Jersey VMAs. You know, next time they're, in the, you know, we'll get the, you know, the rest of Wu Tang up in there. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we oh. thought that guy was Method Man, but he was not. Uh, I think he was just the uh, hype man for Red Man. Yeah, exactly. To, to do his ad libs, but uh, no, I mean,
0: they you killed know what I, it. What I love visually was. Lil Nas X's uh, mm. stage presence. Yes. And also he did a Michael Jackson type <laughs> of like large scale situation. I was like, oh that's not what I was expecting yeah, from I think he from went, Lil Nas. Went go big. You he know, went go he big. Was, uh, SoundCloud to the VMAs.
1: That's rare, rare these days. He brought I TikTok to the VMAs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did.
0: <laughs> good old TikTok. Yeah. He did it for the memes. He did it for the memes. Taylor Swift's performance, she was really good, good. right up top. Yep. And then, oh, yeah, and then Lil Nas X. Oh, and uh, Shawn Mendes yep. and Camilla Cabello. Shawn Mendez with the two times. Oh, man. He was on stage twice. Yeah, that first, uh you know, uh forgot the name of the
1: song, but that first song he did it was just like, Oh man, I'm I'm feeling it. You yeah. know what I mean? Again, it's it goes back to that I can just come here to enjoy it. You yeah, know, it's exactly it's a, I think you were saying this before, it's a it's a concert vibe type it of is feeling a versus like I'm here in an award show to to there was like less awardness going yeah. on. More concert and more concert,
0: yeah. Which is dope. I, I remember, love that. I remember last year having to sit through all the all the ceremony parts. Mm. I was like, ugh, like, can I just get my beer right <laughs> yeah, exactly. now? But then this two year, actually, yeah, two beers. <laughs> this year, I didn't want to miss anything. Even yeah. um, the Jonas Brothers, mm. the Jonas Brothers, I thought the that jo The Joe Bros. The Joe yeah. Bros. I think they tore it down, too, and that was pre-recorded. Yeah. The, yeah, we were saying that, I think, you know, the, the case,
1: you know, I- I like some of their songs individually, but I didn't like Sucker as much. It's, yeah. a, it's a good song. But then their second one, what they did was smart. They they lead with what's famous, and then they go into like, oh, check out my new single kind of thing. Yes, and now I'm yes. kind of like feeling that song. You know, yeah. it's
0: like, it's got like the trumpets, got a little reggae kind of feel to it. So I, I was know. like, yo,
1: they, they doing it.
0: I've know? been playing the Jonas Brothers, because um, I've been off for the past few days. Mm. I've been playing the Jonas Brothers in the house, and then Ally, my fiance, will be like, Turn that off right now. (laughs) Or you're not
1: going to get another Popeye's chicken sandwich.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, I had another one yesterday. I know, we
1: saw that. Me and uh, Ariel, shout out Ariel, we were just like on your story and we're like, oh, another chicken sandwich? In the middle of the field? It. Yeah, he loves it. We're <laughs> in the Which, middle yeah, of it. I'm field. still trying to, it's still sold out in Queens, you know what I mean? Like where I'm from. It's just like, can't get can't get it. I don't know what it is, you know?
0: <laughs> We're going to hit uh, the algorithm so hard on this episode because we could talk, <laughs> yeah. talk about the VMAs, VMAs talk about Popeye's, Popeyes chicken sandwiches. <laughs> yep. What else is trending right now? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, shit. Yeah, the reason <laughs> why guy. this podcast exists. Yeah. Um, What's going on in Hong Kong? <laughs> you know? oh we were just talking about that today oh word yeah that that's a interesting situation happening
1: over it there it is pretty great and you know not not to diverge or anything so one of our you know co-workers from not Hong Kong but parts of China I was like yeah. yo what do you what do you feel about that I'm not going to call her out or anything yeah. but I, I did get another kind of take on it that was not you know because typically I'm just reading the news was, oh you know the government's going to fucking shut down you know Hong Kong right and so these protesters are there for their freedom but then there's two sides to it and it's always just like you know one is it's not like the government china's not going to come and take her because she said these words but um it's like yo some of these uh protesters are walling out a little too much you know it starts yeah. off as a, a protest and then those certain things like that is what you know yo, they are just they're just there to i think it just uh escalates a little bit too hard i'm not saying one side's wrong or the other you right. know obviously but the, it's just interesting to to come at it where it's like you know obviously i'm like, yo, yo rights you know civil rights of course i'm one, but then yeah. it's like mm, is that is that the way to go about it in this day right. and age you know what i mean um so it was just interesting just as, as we kind of were just joking about it earlier but uh to kind of see that take on it coming from someone not in hong kong but from china kind yes. of thing too yeah. so
0: i think as us as americans too we're quick to to look at it from an underdog overdog exactly. type of situation yeah. and then who is who is, is the party that's most aligned with our cultural values. Yep. And I think within that scenario, Hong Kong is of closer you know, aligned yeah, to American values. Course. And it is, yeah, you're right, though. It is important to look at both sides of it and, and kind of weigh evenly.
1: Yeah, because a lot of it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's great to get the message across when you protest, but when you're shutting down certain areas and you know people can't go to work or people from China can't yes. come into work, that... Those are people's livelihoods, you know, and, and that starts to spill out a little bit um, outside of the actual message, you know, but I, I don't think that's covered as much uh, and it goes both ways, obviously, you know, Right. Um. but just interesting to, to the idea of duality and not, not hopping on, not hopping on the train, you know, so right. to speak, the hype train, the you hype know, train. yeah. Um, because, you know, that happens a lot, especially, you know, you're talking about America. They, they, they like to, they like a good hype train underdog story. Oh yeah. Thing
0: too, so yeah, the news cycle here. Yeah. Everyone gets on top of it. Yeah. That said, Gavin Allowan. Yes. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, I know that we've already kickstarted, You've kickstarted a couple times, <laughs> no. but now we're going to flow right back in. let um, do it. For our listeners, I'd love for you to uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, yep. about where you're from, a little bit about uh, your family, and then uh, let's dig in, dig into your personal story. It. Yeah. So... Uh, From
1: California, original. I'm a Cali kid. Cali kid. Yeah. Grew up in, uh, or was born in Yuba City, which is close to Sacramento. I don't know if people know that, but. uh, You can't see it, but Gavin's throwing up all the W's. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Uh, West Side's the best side. West Coast, best coast. Um, And then I actually grew up most of my life in a small town called Lompoc, California. And I don't know if people know Lompoc, but it was shouted out in the French uh, Fresh Prince episode. Will Smith says, uh, you know, nobody goes to Lompoc, they drive through Lompoc. <laughs> and I think Vin Diesel said it a couple, he, you know, he stayed uh, two years in Lompoc, you know, the prison. So it's known for the prison system out there and uh, launching rockets because it's an Air Force base Wait, out Vin there. Diesel was actually in prison in, in Lompoc? In Lompoc, in the Fast and the Furious first movie. Oh, yeah. got it. They called it Lompoc, which Hollywood gets wrong all the time. Got it. Uh, but we know what it is. You know, it's Lompoc. Right. You know, and that like was the first Pokemon Fast and Furious com- movie. That was the first Fast and which Furious movie. Which was the remake of Point Break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but seeing that in Lompok in the theaters, uh, you know, everyone was going wild because we did not expect that. We're like, oh, oh sure. no, we made it, you know, small hometown, you right. know, nobody hears about, it. oh, but we're in the Fast and Furious movie, so, you know. Shout out to the, shout out to Lompoc, man. Right. Small hometown. Literally, if you go to Walmart, uh, you will run into somebody you know. So that was my, you know, growing up, that was my childhood. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm the youngest of three other kids. Um, My parents are originally from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So I'm that second-generation Filipino. I think you're first-generation. First-generation Filipino? I
0: First-generation Filipino. Yeah, first-generation yeah, first is the generation that's from... Oh, that was born in the new, new country. Era. So, yeah. So that's me. Tight. Yeah.
1: Um fit in the profile. Fit in the profile. So, yeah. Literally,
0: uh, Rich's doppelganger over here. You know? <laughs> exactly, it's like a Filipino mirror. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to all the all, all of our new Filipino listeners. Actually, yeah. Um, shout out to Mabuhai Magazine oh. and Adobo, and also uh, Balitang America. Tight. Like I know that you were telling me uh, a little bit earlier as well about the idea of early adoption. Yes. Into the internet, and yeah. I want to I want to dig more into this because of what we do every day. Full transparency, you and I work together, um, specifically within that digital space. Uh-huh for MTV. I don't know if we said this in this part or the shit that got cut out earlier. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just going to... I'm gonna. We'll just do it again. Do yeah, it again. I know. We're going to stop this we're going to do this a third time. I know. Um, That's but, when we're like, oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about the VMAs again? I know. Holy shit. Let's we'll talk about like, the VMAs oh, from three years I, ago. <laughs> yeah, you remember Justin I Timberlake? I know. Oh, man. Remember the year that Prince showed his butt? Remember when Eminem... Or what's his... Uh, <laughs> remember when everyone was the real yeah. Slim Shady?
1: <laughs> And Borat like mooned him. You remember that? Oh yeah, I
0: remember that. Of course, I
1: remember that. So I was like, oh man, M's pissed. But then he's like, he's a good sport about it. Yeah,
0: but was he though? <laughs> probably not. It's Like,
1: how many people want a butt in their, fa- you know,
0: literally, a yeah, dude's butt in their face. Yeah, too. how it's many not people even want a nice butt? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, man. I'm sure it's a nice butt to somebody. Well, you know. I'm, pr- I'm sure somebody loves that particular butt. <laughs> but butt. Yeah. Borat's butt. But that said, it was probably a non-consensual <laughs> transaction <Yeah. laughs> well, that happened in that moment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but no, the, I would say my family was an early adopter of not just the internet but technology. Yeah, uh, we were talking about this earlier, but uh, there was no. Just oh, I'm not gonna go to the Mac store, or the the Microsoft store. Now you know we early PC users, we would go to computer shows. Yeah, and we would drive an hour out to LA, and there's these conventions where it's just selling computer parts. You know, it's like how would you you know what we think a, a traditional convention is, but just for computer parts, it's not yeah. like tight ones. They're like the Manila brick, right. like heavy ass computers. Those things would be at like a Holiday Inn or yeah, like a BFW exactly. or something. Um, but then it's like, yo, I can, uh, if you need to upgrade your RAM, I can install it. I got you. Know you. Know what I mean? Things like that. Let me get that cheese grater. Yeah. Pop <laughs> yeah, that baby exactly. in. Um, so it was interesting because, you know, a lot of time it, it I don't think it was, PCs or computers weren't as common as they are now, I would say. It was, it was that, but they was on the come up. And we, we my dad, you know, wasn't the type to just like, oh, I'm just going to go through Gateway and just buy whatever's the default. He would upgrade it. He would have the dope ass computer. Right. And then my brother had the next one and I would have the hand me downs kind of thing. So every time they upgraded, I would upgrade through <laughs> the hand me down parts. Uh, so I didn't even have like a 56K for a while. I had like right. a, you know, what was I saying? I was at, I had like a 15K modem or 14.4 modem. 14.4? Yeah. I didn't even have the
0: 36K. I went from 14.4 wow. to 56K. Uh, that's then, a big jump. This is big, especially in, in the you know, mid '90s or no, earl, dude. mid '90s, early '90s. Yeah, fourteen to fifty-six was massive. Remember, I had a twenty-eight, then twenty-eight to fifty-six. I thought mm, was big.
1: Yeah, and then I went from fifty-six to DSL. Yeah, when DS game changer. Yeah, like, that was a game changer. Like, this is the future. <clears throat>
0: It's like you can you can download anything super fast. Hell yeah! <laughs> like now, oh my my Angel Fire site's gonna be so yeah, good. My gifts at
1: GeoCities are just gonna load much quicker, so people can sign my guestbook. So, <laughs> um, but no, that it, it was a. I would say it was you know just fucking around on the internet. I would, uh, you know, I, I, do. Did you use ICQ? There was like AIM no. messenger, but there was this one called ICQ. I only started with AIM. Um, AIM and AOL. Yeah, I would be in the chat rooms and I was just ICQing people and I would get their IP address and like mess around and I could take over the computer by if they opened up one of these programs. So things like that. Yeah. Um and I was just making websites, which actually I would say got me into design. Um just doing web design, learning HTML from the internet, right. literally, and just copying pasting what existed and kind of modifying it to my own, you know, needs and wants. And then from there... Um, Were you on AOL? Uh, we had AOL. You had AOL. But we had like a local internet, a local ISP, as they would say. Got it. Internet service provider. Um, and then,
0: yeah. Remember my boy had Prodigy back in the day. <laughs> and then Prodigy, uh, we would go to his house mm. and I'd play Street Fighter Alpha on PlayStation oh, and right. then go on his internet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then just uh, take a million years to download a GIF. Yes, or a video. If you want to download a movie, forget about it. You like, don't even try. Oh, I gotta
1: leave that on overnight. Yeah, exactly. You know, pirate, pirate! All, oh, dude, we would get all kinds of stuff from the internet back then. Now it's just easy. You know, it's it's one of those things that my friends, my boy and I, always talk about. We're like, yo, uh, we should just download. You know, well, I don't know
0: what the statute of limitation
1: is on downloading illegally stuff, but we would get oh, uh, a
0: lot of stuff off the internet. Um, Everyone now, on the internet's gonna know that you downloaded yes. the big hit yeah. featuring Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever.
1: Or who's it was? Uh, what's that guy's name? He was uh La Bamba. He was in that one too. <laughs> oh, yeah, who's that was, guy? It's on the top oh, of my head. That guy's half Filipino too. Yeah, that's when that's when I, that's when you mentioned the big hit. <laughs> I thought of him. Shit. Oh, now you gotta Google I'm, it. No, I, yeah, I'm actually
0: okay <laughs> at this point in my life where I just Google things Google and it. I don't uh, try to use my brain. Yeah. He was like the bad guy. He, he thought it w- was Cisco. friend. Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond. How can I forget? And he played the character Cisco. Yes.
1: <laughs> Not to be cute, confused with Drew Hill Cisco, no. but you know, yeah. the big hit Cisco. The other icon. Yeah. So what we were saying is that dude, now it's so easy. A lot of the illegalness and like a Kazaa or like a yes. Napster, th- those share. were early Limar. yeah, they were early adopters of the ease of just getting files. Yes. And I think just now like a Spotify. That's yeah. like I can just pay for this and it you know granted I do have a job now <laughs> you know right. that that does help a lot just to have uh, some income literally but it's yeah. just the convenience versus the how much time and effort it takes to, at the time to just get all these files it's right. just like hmm I can just pay for this now yeah, I, don't, hell yeah. I don't need to do that and hell yeah. I don't know if that's part of being an adult now but uh it's just interesting because you know i would be like i'm not gonna pay for anything i'm not gonna pay for any of my music yeah now i'm just like Dude, whatever i'm on every streaming device you can imagine you know disney's coming out with one and right it's like oh man, i'm, I'm not so much more one.
0: okay with just subscribing to things yeah and then having that access by virtue of paying for it exactly i think at the time the idea of paying uh uh 15 or even 17 bucks for a cd yeah that really at the end of the day didn't get me as much as like what 17 bucks even now in 2019 Dude. could get me i'm getting a lot on the internet with 17 yeah bucks. exactly Go so ham much. on amazon you really could yeah you really really could i think people just realize that it's the value ratios have changed mm. You know, especially uh, CDs. What are those again? No, oh, <laughs> well, but compact discs. These little crystalline spheres, but they were flat. <laughs> yeah. And then you put them in a machine, and then the machine would have audio or sometimes visuals come mm. out. They can only uh, hold up to 650 megs, <laughs> not even a gig. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you remember the Jeez. first time you burned a CD? Oh, dude, another story. Uh, I was an early adopter again of computers. We had like. The first CD burners, I would say, in my town. Wow. A 2X CD burner. I had uh, one of Eminem's CDs. And (laughs) I would, yeah, I don't don't know if I should take this, but uh, I had this little operation going where people would come up to me with a list of songs and oh, 10 yeah. bucks or five bucks yeah. and I would come back the next day. I had this whole production down. I would, uh, so my dad had a lot of old like random CDs. No, Yo, you're such a hustler, bro. Yeah. Demos that I would then take the, the, those old CDs. I would use the backs of them cause it was pure white yeah. and I would print out the track list and I would be like, Oh yeah, I would just give it to them with the track list. Wow. So I was like doing this whole, pro- I made at the, during my freshman year, I would say I made around $400 at the time for like a high school kid, I was yeah. like, yeah, freshman year high kid. school. Yo, for reals. 400 bucks. Yeah. And what, you know, and, uh, talking about my boy that we're talking about like a label thing, uh, his name's Curtis. He's getting married uh, next year. So shout right. out to Curtis. Uh, I actually lent him one of the CDs for that Eminem CD. He would go around and he was also an early adopter. He's a half Filipino, half Chinese, half a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would take the CD, he would go and burn it himself, and he was selling it for $10. Whoa. And I'm just like, dude, I thought we were, fr- I'm picking you up. <laughs> and he's like, he's re-flipping it. Yeah. I had to tell him what an MP3 was when we met in middle school. Wow. He was still on that re- real audio tip. Uh, so would, audio. Yeah, for, without me, he would not even know about all this yeah. stuff. Were you ever on Winamp? Yeah, of course. Yo, Winamp was <laughs> like... Ugh. I had to adjust my bitrate for Winamp to, you know, 64 <laughs> because these files were so big. Um, but no, I hooked him up and then he would go, he, not even the same level. He would just wrap it up in a lined paper CD. Oh yeah, so nice. you yeah, so didn't make it look nice. Yeah, so I was just like, you know, you're lucky we're boys or else, you know, cutting into the biz. And he made just as much as me, you know Oh, what I mean? really? Yeah, so I was oh. just like... And and then it kind of fills it out because the next year everyone had a CD burner. Sure, so, sure, sure. You know, so at least you cashed in yeah, early. Cashed in. Don't even know what I probably spent that money on something dumb like soda, candy, and just. I think I bought. You were t- we were talking about Cisco. I was so into J- Cisco at the time. I bought like this dragon pendant on eBay <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> I don't even know where it is. Uh, I was just so into Cisco because he was like, "Yo, here's this short guy that's singing and dancing." And oh it's like, yeah, I want to, I want to do that too. Oh just yeah, not a great singer though, not a oh, decent dancer, but not a great singer. You know? Did you have bleach blonde hair too? I did. I did not bleach blonde, but I did dye my tips blonde. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, uh, I could actually see that. The, you should bring face? that back. I mean, well, I got to bring my hair back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you and me both.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're talking, and I'm literally we have a regular. You have rich to get that LeBron gamer. James hookup. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like or like the Carlos Boozer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, just, yeah. Where we have to spray on the hair. <laughs> I was just ta- telling my girl earlier, I was just like, man, I used to have so much. She she gives me haircuts. And yeah. um, that's another thing that my, my dad would never take me to a barber. Oh, uh, right. he would just cut my hair. And my brother's hair, and that's how we would save money, kind of thing. Got it. And he was not a good barber. That's so funny. But again, that at the time,
0: you know, I I that's like Filipino dad. Is that is that conservatism? Oh yeah, my dad. Remember, he he bought the uh, that vacuum cleaner thing (laughs) where you actually can cut hair with a vacuum. What was it? What was it's was it a shop vac, but... No, it was... Attached uh, to the clipper? Yeah, attached Shut to the clippers. Up. And then they had it on Wayne's World. Oh, what the geez. hell is it called? That's another Google. Yeah, I gotta Google it. I know, vacuum cleaner, hair cutter. The Floby. Wow. You Never know the it, no. Oh, I'm gonna blow your mind right Jeez. now. The Floby was this thing. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, you connect that fucking death trap <laughs> to the end of a vacuum cleaner and then you're meant to cut your hair with it. Oh, so my dad geez. bought that thinking that he was, you know, saving us... Uh, time and sh- money. Yeah, time and even money. You gotta sweep the garage. Exactly. But, yeah. then, um, but then nature proved to save me the time and the money <laughs> <Same>. by destroying <laughs> my hairline.
1: I had, so, you know, my dad would cut my hair and then when I went off to college and moved out, um, you know, to my own apartment, my brother would, I would drive to my brother's place. Right. You know, And then, ever since then, it's like, I just, you know, we were talking about spending money. That's the one, like, I have paid for Barber in the past, but that's one thing I'm like, yo... If I can get my girl to cut it, I'm just going to have her do it. Especially, oh, yeah. It's, it's super easy. I can just literally
0: shave it all off. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. At the time, I was
1: like, oh, I want, you know, a one on the side. And
0: like, <laughs> can you give me a zero, two? T- exactly. Zero, two, and then shape up. Yeah. The, uh, give me the neck shape up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and what's funny is just like, you know, as my hair kind of digressed, I would say, it was, I wasn't that, like, when I had it in high school, I, would, I wasn't even doing anything cool with it. I yeah. was just like, oh, I just had hair. I just want to cut it right. short. But now I'm just like, oh, kind of. Now that I want to do something cool with it, it's like just not there anymore. So it's just easiest just to shave it all off. Yeah. Same. Yeah.
0: Same. I actually like the, personally, I like a bald head, but (laughs) I don't mind it.
1: Uh, Yeah, Yeah. Mine's a little, but it's like a, you know, a zero. If they would, if not like a pure shave, but there's right. some hair
0: on exactly, that kind yeah, of you thing, can tell too. that there is a little bit of shadow, <laughs> yeah. shadow up there. Yeah. Uh, so dipping back into like yeah, your your beginnings um, within the the creative space. Yes. Um, because we do have a lot of designers and creatives that listen awesome. to this. Um, like, how did you parlay your your early uh, adoption within digital culture mm. as well as digital creation so, on a lot of levels into something that was you could see as uh, an expression of creativity.
1: So I would say, you know, like I said, I was messing around with websites a lot. And then when I went to high school, there was actually a graphic design program. Shout out, shout out, to Scott Schaller. He was my design teacher slash mentor when I was growing up in high school and kind of setting me right. You know, because, you know, in high school, you're just kind of like... You don't know anything. Uh, yeah, exactly. So he actually took me to a tour with the rest of the class to Art Center, College of Design. Oh, which Shout out to Art Center. Or Shout out to Art Center, my alma mater, which I ended up going to and just kind of stayed on that path of like, yo, I want to be a designer. So just messing around in the Internet... And then, you know, in his class, learning about illustrator and type and history of design, things like that um, pushed me and kind of like inspired me to be a designer. And then uh, just stayed true to it. You know, I stay. you know, did uh, two years in community college uh, or 13th grade, as I like to say. <laughs> and I think that helped, you know. 13th cause, grade. You know, well, Never heard that like before. Especially, like I said, when, you know, I'm in a small hometown. It's easy to, uh, I don't know how big, you know, your guys' Uh, town was but it's easy to get like that hometown mentality right where you're just like this is the center of everything i'm just gonna stay here forever kind of thing that's like Um, a new
0: jersey thing is it yeah
1: i guess this is it's uh everywhere it's that that same kind of mentality that i'm like Yo, i gotta i I get out of here you know there's there's more to the world than just this small hometown kind of thing how far was art center from your hometown i would say three hours a three and a half hour drive. Um, So then I eventually moved to Pasadena and, um, yeah, just uh, kind of discovered myself. And, uh, you know, again, I I had that early adoption to the Internet, but then I was doing print. I thought print was like, oh, if I'm going to be a designer, it's magazines or packaging, things like that. So I actually started off in print when I moved out to New York. Um, well, before that, I actually interned at Nike, which oh, is like, right. you know, yes. where we sort of cross paths a little bit, uh, not literally, but maybe career wise. I interned right. there. So I actually, you know, took the drive up there 10 hours to drive from uh, that Beaverton life. Yes, that Beaver- Beaverton, Beaverton <laughs> oh, man. I was like, yo, Portland's dope. Right? It's like, mm, it's not. Portland, but Beaverton—it's close by, though. Yes, but I it, so
0: it's suburban,
1: super suburban. Like I've never seen so many trees in my life yes. or greenery, everything. Like I was like, what is? Fresh air? Is that what that is? <laughs> you know, had to go like to an exhaust pipe because I kind of felt <laughs> out of place for a little bit.
0: Um, just lock it in garage. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh my god, Gavin, are you okay? <laughs> You're okay?" you was like, "No, I'm just getting some. I'm just fresh air. Yeah, I'm just trying to get back to use to California. I just missed, you know, and miss the smog." Yeah,
1: a funny story though. As I was driving up, uh, first I've never been. At the time, even, I was never well-traveled, I would say. That was the first time I was sort of outside of California. How old were you at the time? I was uh, 24, I would say. And even in college, this is where I'm kind of discovering myself. You know, so I would have, like, uh, um, I'm wearing, like, skinny jeans and bomber jackets, and I have these big stunner shades because it's, like, California.
0: Same see my homegirl, Sandy Chang, from oh, the right. Now In Color podcast oh, nice. out here.
1: Shout out to Sandy. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> come
0: <laughs> in, come in and say hi.
1: Man. Nice to meet hi, you, nice Gavin.
0: Yeah. Oh no, no worries. This is this is a good this is a nice little segue, nice oh. little cameo. Oh, okay. Shout out to Sandy Chang from Now in Color. Yes, we're coming back season three in the fall. Tight. Oh, season three, can't wait. <laughs> Sorry, just cool. wanted to say hi. No worries. No, this is beautiful. I love the word. This is our season finale, so it's good to get some uh, guests going on. Yeah. Sandy, love you. How's it going? Nice meeting Bye. You. Oh, can you close that curtain? Sorry, sorry to interrupt yeah, no, no, that. Yeah, no, no. Good cameo. Uh, I
1: kind of forgot everything, so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was saying at the time, this was when I was just like kind of discovering myself. So I'm decked out, bright colorful, you know, I got my Nike colorful Nike Dunks on. And I'm, I'm in this out of middle of nowhere and driving to, you know, Beaverton. Yes. Never been up there in my life. I stopped to get some food. Granted, this is not even in the city yet. Um, Hella trees around me. And then I go into the restaurant and it's literally like the movies where there's people talking and everyone drops their knives and forks and plates and they all turn because they've probably never seen like, you know, a Filipino brown person like myself, especially one that's trying to, you know, uh, look all L.A. at the time. And I was just like kind of taken aback. I was just like, oh, what's you know, what's going on? Kind of thing. like, why is everyone staring at me? And you know, the hostess then comes up to me and is like, Oh, can we help you? A little, little hesitant, but I was just like, no, oh, I'm just here to get some food and yeah. kind of, you know, get on my way. And I then, think
0: I've been to this <laughs> Hawaiian barbecue probably. spot. Uh,
1: and then after that, it's like, as soon as I was like, Oh no, I'm, it's chill. Everyone just kind of resumed conversation a little bit. So there's definitely that, a record scratch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a record scratch. Someone dropped all the plates in the back, you know, <laughs> Um, because they were just shocked to see a person of They're color. Like, oh my God,
0: <laughs> what's happening out there? And
1: that was my that was my first experience, even before I got to Nike. But then once I reached the campus, uh, met a you know gang of people, yeah. great people. Um, it's a beautiful campus, and super also, beautiful. Shout out to Oregon, because Oregon oh, is shout out gorgeous. To Oregon. Yeah, super clean. I was just like. Oh man, I wish uh, a lot of states would kind of adopt these
0: uh, practices that they're <laughs> yes. doing out there. Did you ever go to the gorge or go to the hot springs or? I Mount did Hood? go to
1: Triple Falls. The hike I don't know. Just I, I, don't know if that's the real name of it, but it was. I got got some hiking in there too. So um, yeah, I don't know. The, it's been a while. I didn't yeah. even learn the geography when I was out there for three months. Yeah. Um, but that was the extent of it. That and how I, we, did you get that internship? um it was through my homegirl Katie. it was just a a networking kind of thing too it was just i had an upper classmate at uh, art center her name was katie dope designer by the way that just kind of referred me to one of the recruiters who then you know looked at my website and then was just like hey do you want to do this i was like yeah tight so i took a term uh we call them terms instead of semesters at art center you have to do eight eight terms yeah um and then you're done uh, so I took a term off. You can do them anytime, too. Uh, took a term off in the summer and just kind of went out there. Yeah. And that's probably the best time to go out there if you're, you know, ever traveling to Portland or Oregon is the summer is beautiful. Oh and my I God. hear everything. I mean, you can probably attest to this more. Everything else is uh, really rainy at that
0: time. Yes. Uh, outside of summer. So I will say that. Over there, in terms of just beautiful weather that you could exist in all year round, mm. I wish, <laughs> uh, it that summer in particular is pristine. Yes. There's there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Better than like, you know, like the uh, the sweaty dog days Ugh. of summer in New York. And I love New York and I love New yeah. York in the summer, but it
1: is hot. Oh, I got to wear, here. I bring two shirts to work because
0: oh, yeah. I'm soaked by the time
1: I get to <laughs> the office. Hell so. Yeah.
0: So, how did you... So, after that, what mm-hmm. was what were your next steps in terms of getting to, getting to New York or get, and getting to yeah. MTV? So, how'd you land? Oh, man. It's just... I would say a lot of it's luck, but also just I've
1: always wanted... You know, I always felt New York was that, like, oh, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere type... You know, as cliche as that sounds. Of course. I was like, you know, uh, just kind of test myself, you know, kind of thing. So, I actually just packed up and couch surfed my way out to New York and... Um, you know, at the time, just graduated, and you're just like, I have hella loans to pay off, you know? (laughs) Uh, And then, so I was just like, how am I going to do this and kind of, you know, move? So I just took what's left of my loan money, which I'm, you know, Still paying to this day. So sure. shout out to Art Center for that. Uh, but um, shout out to Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah, I know. Uh, Fannie Mae, I don't know. <laughs> which is now now and I would say. You know, can we get some sponsorship to help? Uh, um, oh man, I would love to take sponsor-
0: sponsorship from from Fannie Mae. Yeah, I know my Great Lakes. Uh, if you're listening, <laughs> oh man.
1: Uh, and then you know, I was just uh, at the. I don't say I was in a funk, but. Uh, when I was thinking about moving, I, I just graduated, but I would sleep all day, and then I would be up all night just yeah. interviewing and looking for, for apartments and, and places and things to you know to, to help network out there. And I had a few right. te- teachers hook me up, and what took me out there was I actually got an internship with Mother. I don't know if you heard of Mother Design.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: So, super dope studio, and uh, Mark Aver, I think at the time, is the one that kind of recommended that I do the internship there. And I was like, mm, another internship. And, and you know, it was, uh, it was for the experience for sure. Great experience. Right. I've learned a lot. But then, you know, at the time when you're kind of trying to pay back your student loans, you're like, I'm going to take a, you know, Nike paid me 22 an hour and I'm making $50 a day now, you know, and I just moved to a new city an expensive city and yes. just couch surfed it. but you yeah. know at the time it's again it's that's the, the new york trek that's the new york trek you got to do it you got know? to do it and a lot of it again you know look um, reach out to your teachers because they have they're a great resource not just from learning design and you know the the technicalities of a program but they have students that cross paths with them that yeah. are, that, you know, all over the place. So I would say you're talking about, you know, how do you get into places? Teachers are, are good research that, I don't know if people, I don't know if it's like a, a duh kind of thing, but I feel that's one thing that maybe gets overlooked a little bit. It it's does. Your, your mentors and it's Kinda not. Kind of take
0: that resource for granted. Yeah. I think teachers in general get taken for granted. Oh, totally. And it's like, how do you. As a resource for that.
1: Yeah. Then they, they hooked it up and I was able to interview a few times and just landed that internship and then actually quit mid-internship because I got hit up by Condé Nast mm. when they were out at 15, uh, you know, near near the 15th, 15, 15, or in Times Square. Um, oh, the old Condé Nast. Yeah, Nest. the old Condé. And it was for Glamour magazines. Glamour Magazine. And um, it was Miriam Blake and ship. Shout out to Miriam. Was uh, the ad sales or the design on the the kind of not brand side, but there's two, it's like the ad sales side. So it's like selling the magazine and then the actual magazine content, if that mm. makes sense. So I was on that ad sales side and I I was like, yo, I can make money off this. I'm freelancing. Like I'm going to quit this internship, which was not recommended, you know, at the time, but I went from that into, I would say it's, you know, that's the more corporate in-house type of route. Yeah. And um, not, not a lot of people feel that, but I was like, yo, I'm all, I'm
0: all about that in-house kind of life now um and i think it's a valid path yeah obviously because there's you know there's there's community there exactly and also there is a steady stream of work there and a sense
1: of like you can grow yeah experiment you can try new things versus maybe a studio you can do that within the design process but at the end it's got to be a certain look a certain level of quality versus i'm not saying that the quality is bad in house but i think there's a more of an adaptive process which you know i'll, I'll talk about later in, as an in mtv days but right. i was able to kind of create you know establish my own design process there and you know as, as i'm learning to be a designer who i want to be yeah uh how do i do that in a fast-paced place or something like this so actually yes. uh you know quit the internship and then went to go you know trying to make money over here kind of thing too. Got to. So that was the first time I was like making some real money out there. And it was for a print, a print magazine kind of thing for all places. Yeah. Um, so I did that for about, you know, a year. And then what got me back into digital was that, I then took a side route, did like a, a pharma company, which I don't recommend. It's just not my thing in terms of content. Sure. But I did learn a lot on the digital side. It's sometimes it's good to know what
0: you don't want to do. Yeah,
1: and I, I and so that you
0: can close the door exactly.
1: But now I could say, oh, I'm a digital designer. I have a digital portfolio. Yes. And this is at the time when, like, I don't know if you remember, the iPad was announced. And then I actually went back to Conde because they were
0: launching on the iPad. And they Do you were remember the, all those digital magazines you have to download They'd be like three exactly. gigs a piece? Yes. And you're like, and you download, looking back on it, I'm like, why did I <laughs>
1: download that Each shit? Each individual bra- magazine had their own brand too. Yes. Uh, so you had to download their app. And but, So annoying. Yeah. So we were, I would say Condé Ness was one of the early adopters of just interactivity with not just GQ magazine, they had like a dope magazine experience, right. but, you know, knowing when to swipe up, knowing when to swipe right. You know, I think... That helped inform how we do a lot of our actions on our mobile phone. So um, from there, I then uh, was there for eight months because, like, now I'm digital. It's making, like, that digital money. Right. But then I saw Making uh, that Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, that Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, you know, learning a lot. But then I see this opportunity for MTV, don't know anyone there. And it's it's one of those things that I always tell people when they see opportunities and they don't have a real in, what's the harm in just applying? Like nothing bad can come about than, than trying. Sometimes it doesn't even take an in. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It just takes the will to try. You know, I think, you know, don't be afraid to fail is one of my mottos. Absolutely. And as cliche as it is, a lot of people that I've met along this journey have, you would be surprised. Like older people have this stigma where it's like, oh, is this the perfect email? If, if, if you know, and I'm just like, what's going to happen if they, if they read it? They're just going to be like, okay, on to the, they're just not going to hit you up. And yeah. then it's like, they're not going to harm you physically. Right. Or, you know, and then the
0: only mental pain you can do is just on yourself. You know, and then the, the older you get, though, I think that there is that that fear. There's less of that, totally that courage. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I look at um, you know, like young skaters or something, uh-huh. they're just willing to throw their body, <laughs> mm. flail the body, like when yeah. they're young, like they don't care. Yeah, then the well, older do that you now get... when you're
1: young, because uh, as you get to my age, I can, I have to stretch every time I get up, because <laughs> then I'll get a huge cramp and then I'll just hurt myself by just.
0: Walking, you oh know, yeah, you know, like man, stretching, it's a is such a thing, and super now, important. And Now I get made fun of by Ali because I'm not flexible. <laughs> come on, Ali, gotta do him like that. Yeah, come on. Why well, you gotta do me <laughs>
1: dirty? I did see you was doing those uh, windmills though, and you <laughs> <laughs> little b-boy over That's here, man.
0: Was... Oh, well, I'm on vacation, <laughs> so naturally you so, just uh, so naturally took a beanie I default. And... <laughs> I was trying to spin on my hand because oh, I w- I never. I had them okay when I was younger and I was always more of a style guy and I just wanted to feel the joy of spinning on my hand. <laughs> I hadn't done it because it's hard for the listener. You're jamming your fucking elbow mm. into where your kidney is, yeah. into that space. You're trying to, ba- A, trying to balance yourself and then B, you're trying to spin around while you're balancing, while you're uncomfortably jamming your elbow <laughs> and your wrist is Ugh. at a 90% degree angle and if you're not flexible or if you don't weigh like 20 pounds (laughs) then it's hard yeah so i was trying to do it and then i was trying to post it on social media to give myself accountability (laughs) to be like a flex on the gram a little bit not even a flex it's more (laughs) just like no i did it so i put it out there so Uh. now i have to start to get good at it. <laughs> so by theoretically, by labor day, I will be better. Yeah. that's
1: um, it's all practice, right? It's all
0: practice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the idea is just, you just got to throw yourself out there. And I think yes. if you adopt it early enough, you will then not have that stigma as you get older. Exactly. Because now it's like, yeah. you know, if um, not doing, say I'm doing this now, but whenever I'm applying or I see an opportunity, I just, I just do it. I just, yeah. I've, I've gotten to a flow where I'm just like, nothing bad can come about The only thing is not trying is the only thing that can be detrimental to to the whole process if you just don't try uh, and then start to conjure up all these, like, fears of, like, oh, if I don't get it, if I say the wrong thing, you know, obviously, be be as, uh, you know, clear and concise in in your message when you're hitting these places up, obviously, but then that comes about, it's practice, right? It is practice. And I just was like, you know, I'm doing it, you know, and there was a few other places that, you know, and this, granted, this is a a spot i was comfy at uh, in terms of making money but in terms of the type of content you know glamour magazine is maybe not my lane you know what i mean i was i was known as the sneaker guy cuz i would wear dunks there you know there was a not not a dress code per se but you know button up and jeans but I was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna wear sneakers because I'm that type of guy you know but then I saw MTV and I was like yo this was an opportunity because it's a brand that I grew up on basically which is a lot of people's stories yep and I just did it um uh Laura or Laurel uh took me in and uh was just uh ever since then been there for eight years you know they took a chance and it was a lot of it's also luck It was just a lucky was just like, hey, we're just looking for a freelancer. Uh, was doing websites at the time, and then from there, I was just like, "Yeah, I'll do it." You know, learning so H- much luck, learning HTML because I said I was a, a web designer, you know, kind of thing. But that—that's the nature of the game. You—you you say you do something, and then you go learn it. You right. know, especially now, dude. You can, you know, not to say that learning the programs in school is important, but it's like oh, I can go learn a new 3D program if I wanted to on YouTube because there's so many tutorials, there's so many resources now that there's no excuse not to try to apply to something, you know, a place or a brand that you feel. Um, uh, that's that's inspiring to you. Yeah. That you can then. There's no excuse. You know, regardless of the position, just oh, I'm I'm a print designer. Well, it's like no, you're a designer. You're a so designer. you can
0: kind of adapt to any situation. Absolutely. In that regard, so, but that's why I've always respected you is because I know you to be a prolific creator mm. and also like a great. Uh, uh, ambassador of the brand thank you as well as a person who is willing to take the latest resources and engage early going back to the early adopter mentality yeah. engage early and and use all the tools that are available now yeah and and you're you don't want to um you don't you don't let rust gather exactly you know you, always got to be moving exactly and that's why i appreciate you and i, I appreciate oh, like you know you. working with you oh, Yeah.
1: Nice. They yeah. know, I felt that way now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, at work, I, I call you an asshole I I know, know. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, this
1: is the first time I'm hearing this I know to the listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: only praise people publicly <laughs> when I can get credit <laughs> for it. No, that's no, not No, it a, goes back to true. what
1: I was saying earlier, being in-house yes. and an early adopter of the internet. I'm just like, oh, social media. I, I, you know, I, I was just making content on the side and my uh, biggest claim to fame on the internet. <laughs> I want to talk about this. I'm so <laughs> okay. glad you're talking about this because I um, need to... Bring this up. I don't know if people out there, or, you know, younger, older listeners, I made a meme called Michaela's Not Impressed. Yes. And this was around the 2012 Olympics. And then it just blew up. It was being BuzzFeed front page, Yahoo front page, right. uh, fucking Engadget. I don't know. There's all, like all those uh, properties were just reporting on it. And, um, it was just me in my pajamas, in my underwear, in my fucking apartment Yes, uh, with like, Hmm, this looks funny. If I did this, you know, and just created the Tumblr, which yes. is shout out to Tumblr. I wish it was more popping these days, but great platform to just create a blog and creativity. I just did it. I did right. the first 20 or so. And I was like, Oh, this is funny. Again, this and is then It traveled. It traveled next, literally the next day I was being hit up by, um, you know, not not Bleacher Report, but um, Bloomberg and right. uh, all these sports networks want to like... I did like an internet show. I guess this is the second podcast. I did a video thing, you know, back in the day for this, just explaining my process. And what's interesting is you don't know where memes or who makes these right. memes these days, especially now. Memes are popping up. There's 10 new memes as we're talking right now yes. that somebody created that are, that are popping.
0: So, so okay. So, walk us through the yeah, process. Yeah. And for the listener, so Michaela Moroni, Yes, she was an Olympic gold medalist.
1: Yes. But what happened was in one of her events, she got silver, you yes. know, still killed it. But she made this face that yeah, was yeah, just like... Had some stink face. Mm, she had a little stink face to didn't it. Didn't like it. Didn't and, like the situation. Yeah, the context is, you know, it's called Michaela's Not Impressed. So using her f- cutout of her figure, I then just Photoshopped it, um... Into scenarios where you're like, no, oh, that's not impressive, right. you know, things like that. But where did you find the photo? Was that just you just saw that? It and- was just on the internet, Got just it. a new random news site that I was browsing. And right. again, I'm I've had like other tumblers and meme type content that you know would pop off, but not to this extent. Yeah. Um, or or this level of I don't want to say creativity, but. You created
0: the equation for people yes. and people saw what the equation yeah. was.
1: And again, this this is based, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you heard of Kim Jong looking at things. That's like another meme or like Spock looking at things. And it was just like, this is the same idea. I'm just going to have Michaela's not impressed. And this crosses over to other memes. Like, I don't know if you remember the photogenic running guy. (laughs) So I had, or like the, the handsome NASA employee. So I would have these memes and then put her in that context because those memes at the time were popping off. Right. So I was just riding a meme wave with my own and then she could be like yeah. the
0: umbrella meme <laughs> yeah on, exactly that, that comments exactly. on other memes
1: and it's so funny that 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 type of mentality is what brands do or are looking for these days yes you just don't inherently see it it's it's there though because um you know again my title is social media art director and this did not exist 10 years ago, let exactly. alone maybe
0: even five years ago. I feel like you cracked the code with that specifically because when that meme popped off, well, hey, of course I remember it. And I think everyone <laughs> that like even has like a short-term memory yeah. recalls that particular meme. But the level of... Like the infiltration that it had, yes. as well as the where she took it and she took full uh, ownership over yeah. it. Where she's with, with Barack Obama doing. Yeah, yeah, I she's made doing a it. Cultural moment you, where yeah. the president's
1: doing the face out of a meme that yeah. I created. That you know, I'm never gonna meet Barack. <laughs> never say never, but it's just kind of like, yo, to be able to have you, you talk about pop culture and where we work at. That's the type of thinking it's not my design background if i know photoshop it's like it's those on the fly moments the platform the the wherewithal at the time to kind of come up and create these types of moments absolutely you know absolutely and i did uh funny enough did get to meet her you know at vh1 oh tell me about that so (laughs) when you meet michaela oh geez it, so, um, this is at the time, so it was popping off, right? I'm getting hit up on Tumblr, and people are calling me out on Twitter like, oh, this guy's a failed designer. Because, you know, people thought I was making fun of her, which is like, no, I'm just trying to create something no, you're funny you were celebrating. Yeah, exactly. And I'm following the news coverage because, you know, granted that whole five, Fab Five just killed it at the Olympics. Yeah, you they know. Did. But anytime she would be interviewed, they would bring that up. That was her kind of claim to fame, and like you said, she owned up to it. And then from there... Um, VH1 had her to do some interview stuff, and they were like, oh, you're the dude that created that? And I was like, yeah, I just did it in my, you know, I was just a freelancer at the time, too. And they were like, hey, she's coming in. We want you to meet her, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, this is that time I'm doing coverage and whatnot, just looking at people's uh, tweets. Yeah. And so I finally meet her after their interview, and I'm like, hey, I'm the guy that created it. And she's just like, you know, at the, I was just like, oh, what is she going to say? What and if I'm she was like, asshole. oh, can you show
0: me the Photoshop file? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so curious. <laughs> uh, you
1: know, actually, you owe me. What are you your layers look yeah, like? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have entitled One, which is your cutout. And then.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: my you know, God, man. Um, but no, it was it was super chill. It was all love. It was just like, yeah, I was like, first thing I said, I was like, hey, uh, I just wanted to, you know, I'm not creating this because I'm making fun of you. I just thought it was a funny moment. And yeah. she's like, no, I never took that. And if anything, it helped define me outside of just being yeah. a dope. It gave her dope. a brand. Exactly. And funny enough. And also you know, so she was young. And, and super she's, young. And she's
0: thinking, you know, uh, she's probably more receptive to that type yeah, of it was probably attention. in that
1: vernacular that she's yes, used to in exactly. terms of being on the internet. And then, funny enough, you know, I'm talking to her and people know. It's like, oh, that's the guy? That's the guy? Who's... And, and she has a whole management team, social media, glam squad. And... Um, Funny enough, I was in the elevator with her manager who then told me that, uh, oh, or I don't know if he told me or I found out that she landed a 7-Up deal. And right. the 7-Up brand, it, you know what their campaign was? It was Michaela is impressed. And Got it. Yo, where's my, you know. Where's my rolling season for that? <laughs> Seven Up? I you know. If Seven Up's listening, uh, you're welcome, first of all. Did you come up with the phrase not impressed? Yes. You did. But it was based off another meme of so and so is not impressed. I think it was like Spock is not impressed. Got it. Spock from Star Trek to all the young listeners out there. I don't know if people, or you know, non geeks, Spock, yeah, Spock. 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 <laughs> but um it was based on that so it's not original in that sense yeah. but i guess the the combination of right. her photo. no but you, but you
0: created the parts
1: yes you you assembled, assembled the pieces i assembled the parts and you know like i said i did the first uh 20 gave put a link out to download the png file and then got like a thousand, ten thousand messages. I didn't have to run the Tumblr anymore. I just had people upload it themselves. It kind of ran itself. But wow. what I didn't do, and what what people do now these days, it's like I get that Seven Up thing. I go back. I know I'm joking about it, but did not make any money off this moment. Right? You know, I was getting a million
0: hits. And have you found? Is there a brand that has actually done well to? pay back to the originator of a meme like that? Or is it more just now let's recreate what that meme is, but within our space I think, or make the thing ourselves? I think there probably is. I just
1: haven't seen it. Right. Um. But what happened was, you know, somebody bought the domain name. I didn't buy the domain name. Somebody got the Facebook group that they, they oh, were selling t-shirts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, things like that, that I'm just like, it's maybe not the, the meme itself if as me as the creator, but the other, like a brand, how do you take those moments and monetize off that? Yeah. Which I think is the, the inception part of it, right? You're just kind of layering it down deep versus like, Oh, I didn't, or, you know, the, 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 the girl that said like on fleek who made that term didn't get any money off of that. Yeah, she didn't. But then it's like, you see Chewbacca mom just on Ellen now, you know what yeah. I mean? I think, I don't know if that's a, you know, cultural thing, but she didn't make any money off that. And hella brands were just ripping that verbiage off. Right. You know, but I think, like I said, I would say it's, it's just so minute to minute now. And it even back then it was, but I, part of that, I always say luck is involved in a lot of things. And that was definitely a part of it. But also again, uh, you know, I made a million of these before I even made that one and it didn't even take off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but you just have to do it. You just, have to make content you're just the early adopter if you're just doing it it's not to say you're going to get you're going to go quote unquote viral um but you have to try you have to, to learn and adapt and sometimes it's a slow burn and then sometimes it's just that quick hit you know yeah and then you know from there internally at mtv they were just like yo why don't you do that for us and I was just like Do <laughs> you know the level of precision <laughs> yeah. that it takes? I had to I was in my underwear cutting this out. Do you guys not <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thinking, right? Right. I think at the time. But Also, you never know. It's lightning. It was yeah. lightning in a bucket. How do you harness that? I had to explain that to like you know higher ups or you know, explaining the idea of a meme to your bosses. It's kind of interesting. At the, now, it's just kind of straightforward. I think everyone's yeah. kind of uh, knows the the landscape. But at the time, it was like yo, because on your Instagrams and all your things, it's MTV at the time was just all about promo. for the shows and not having a brand voice. And I think they were turning towards that, but I was lucky enough to be seen internally to help facilitate that, that where I was working with another um, producer named Chelsea. um, And we would just come up with content that's outside of just a promo aspect. And she would come up with the copy and she would know it was trending and I would come up with a visual. And then from there it was like, oh, you don't have to, just be MTV, the TV on Instagram, you can just be MTV, Instagram. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe those are what people are known, know you as, as, as a brand and not necessarily, you know, grand. you know, I, I grew up on MTV, but I'm a little older now. You know right, what I mean? Right. Versus kids. And, these and days, I'm even older than Yeah. We're just young at heart. Yeah, exactly. Asian don't raisin,
0: though, so... Asian does not raisin, that's true. Like, oh, my kidneys. Yeah, (laughs) I just feel it physically, that's all, you know? I just feel it, look like it, (laughs) and also uh, wake up feeling slightly deader. Yeah. (laughs) I I get gout just looking at red
1: meat, you know what I mean? (laughs) Going back to my Filipino side. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But what I'm saying is that um, these brands now, these legacy brands, can redefine themselves because... They have a presence on YouTube, and it just goes back, not necessarily a meme, but how you create content for a brand specific platform. And I was able to kind of adapt and flow my way into to the company, you know, in that company, being like, oh, we, I'll be the social art media director. Right. I'll, I'll create content for a YouTube channel, you know, right. things like that that are not necessarily a known
0: or a known job, if, if that makes sense, yeah. right? Because it, that was a, that really wasn't a, title. Exactly. Back in 2012. No. In 2012, it was, you were, yeah, it didn't exist. Probably doesn't exist now. I'm just making it up. Yeah, exactly. No,
1: no. I've, I've seen a few. But, you know, because as social media, it's like, oh, we're, this company's looking for 10 years experience. Like, Instagram's not even 10 years old. How, you know, yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm we're trying, all just like, figuring it out. To go to my GeoCities uh, guest book page. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? My AIM screen name. Is that so? Because that's all social media was at the time. It was yeah, just Messenger. Was. Yeah, that's no, true. Versus now, it's like, you can define yourself of who you are right. online. Right. You know? What do you
0: think about... Companies, and just uh, trying to break out the conversation a little bit. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about companies in general that are more uh, about hitting the trend or hitting the algorithm and responding to what uh, what trending topics are? Mm. So you'll create content that is, that is meant to hit the wave, mm-hmm. but then content that doesn't necessarily, that isn't the wave. Yeah. Or, I know? think there's two parts to it. Right. One is like, is your team
1: nimble enough To create those on the moment and, you know, think of things that are like, I'm going to take that cultural moment or trending topic and I'm going to expand upon it. So it becomes a new thing. Yes. And that's, it takes a certain amount of people, I would say, um, versus, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of it from a corporate level, right? Sure. Even though we are internal and we have a team, some small team, essentially we're this big ass company. And the bigger you are, I feel it's a little bit less nimble in that regard, right? You got to go through approval process, and it's—I I think that's where you have to hit the slow burn of what you're talking about earlier. That that second phase. It's like, all right, we, we might not be able to hit it right away, yeah. but here's what we can do in the long term, and then that's that's our take on it. If that makes sense, like yeah. we're not gonna. You know, I, I don't think you should just be like, oh, that shit's popping now. We gotta just, you know, Popeye chickens popping now. We gotta do right. something with Popeye's chicken, right? You just you can't do it because then you're gonna look not as sincere. You as know authentic. What I mean? Yeah, sure. you're gonna look kind of like you're like, oh, I'm I'm with the kids. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I'm talking about on a brand Popeyes level. Popeyes are for the kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Versus, there's already a billion memes out there that are already created as you're having a conversation about that. Yeah. You know, but that's not to say you can't be part of the cultural moment per se. Yeah. But I think you got to approach it from your resource level and how big you are. You can't just do that low level meme because someone's already made that as we're talking, you know what I mean? Um, Someone's already done this. Yeah. They've already made 10 of them as we're talking about Popeye's. There's 10 new ones now. Um, But then it's, it goes back to like, how do you ride that wave from a bigger corporate level? uh, Even though we're small internally it's it's about having those ideas but then maybe define it in a way that's like okay we're touching upon it but we're we're creating something new from it and not necessarily just riding someone's hype if right. that makes sense yeah that makes sense so uh, i think that's that's the way to go about it unless you're nimble enough and again it depends on how you are structured as a brand some are just like yo i can look at that and tweet it because that they, they trust that person to tweet something funny. You know what I mean? Right. So there, there is levels to it. Um, but in terms of, you know, it, it's, it's all dependent. Is it a YouTube thing? Cause then maybe you have more time because YouTube tends like, I was like, Oh, this video is three years old, but it's now being recommended to me.
0: You know what I mean? Right. Things like
1: that, that you, you can, uh, cause that
0: content has longer shelf life.
1: Exactly. Versus like, mm, once it's past my IG feed, I'm not going to go back to it. Yeah. There's you know no way. I mean? it, or, oh, I read that on Reddit. I mean, Reddit does recycle a lot of stuff, but you're just like, mm, past that now. I've consumed it, you know? Right. So it becomes, uh, there's just different levels to the, the meme, quote-unquote memeness of, of content right. and how brands can adapt themselves to that, you know? I think part of it is just don't try it so hard. But take in the people that do have that experience yeah. and see what you can come up with. Cultry where you are defining those moments yourself, and not necessarily just trying to uh, ride a wave, like I said earlier. So,
0: yeah, yeah. What's your favorite MTV moment? Mm, so many. I know. Just if in it, terms of like, you got to narrow it down to oh, to one or two. I have a couple for
1: sure. My favorite—it's not a moment per se, but I would say um, it, me personally, and just uh, the MTV jams sessions or channel not even yo mtv wraps i think i didn't even watch that as right. much but just like the bill bellamy kind of stuff oh, that would yeah. then cross over to like spring break just that party vibe just coming from a small hometown where i'm just like yeah. yo these these are young hip people you know like <laughs> i want to be like they're young and attractive i want to be around that and that, yeah. that was a lot of people's conduit to to pop culture basically yeah it was yeah. so i don't have like a moment per se but it's like you know I, I was sort of into dance for a little bit not I wasn't any that great but I did teach a hip-hop community class oh th- <laughs> yeah. get the hell out of here to Missy's Elliot's lose control so when I, that song came out at the VMAs taking a full circle now oh yeah uh, I taught a beginner class you're like you're like feeling the <laughs> moves yeah. yeah exactly well you know it goes back to uh, the grind when I when I saw that on MTV I was like yo I want that's that's what I wanted I want to do some dancing you know yeah um, And then funny enough, yeah, grind is classic. Funny enough, we then, um, my friends and I created an Asian American club and we did a cultural uh, assembly dance where we did hip hop. And there were some breakers in there. Of course. You know, it wasn't me. And then I did a bench dance, which is a Filipino dance. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, which what's that dance called? It's
1: not the Tanikling. Not the Tanikling. Yeah, the Subli? I don't know the name of the it.
0: The might have been the one with the... With oh, the, the candle. Candles, the candles. Yeah, we
1: did that. The fire hazard. Yeah. And then... Oh, what the fuck is a bench <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm Googling so much I just, just Google it. So, I just know it as the bench dance. Right. Um, so I did that in high school. And actually, then... Um, Dabbled into my m- dad
0: actually built two of those benches. Oh,
1: word, yeah, they're not. It's like they have to look where you're like, Oh man, you can fall anytime. As you basically, the bench dance is you're dancing on a small, narrow bench and you have to lift your partner, the female partner, and spin them around. Basically, so I was uh, sayao sabanko. Oh man, see,
0: there you go, there you go. That was it. There's always um, something death defying. Or like uh, a little bit dangerous about Filipino dance yeah. because <laughs> the, the, candle? cl- yeah, yeah. the candles, yeah, the candles—you could set yourself on mm-hmm. fire at any moment, or the tinny cling—you could get your ankles broke yep. at any moment, or you could fall off a bench.
1: And isn't there one where one has the sword too? But if you go well, to sure that extreme, you know, the other dancer has a sword and they're yeah, trying exactly. to court the princess, and there's one—you know—she has a maid with an umbrella. So there's so <laughs> yeah. many people. There's so many yeah. things. Courtship going back
0: then was very different. <laughs> there were swords involved. It was not yeah, pleasant. Yeah, you had to fight people, and um, <laughs> you know. it was yeah, it was basically scott pilgrim (laughs) but but, uh 500 years ago
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and not as geeky you know what i mean not as video gamey exactly Um, but yeah i I think those moments um again maybe i'm just at a blank but i just those type of programming it was just like oh i can't let my my dad watch you know my parents let me know i'm watching mtv jams because um two live crew is all you know what i mean or even like uncle luke is you know, reals, uh, being wild and dr dre and snoop you know what i mean exactly like, uh, again being from the west coast too that was i was like oh man are they gonna buy me this cassette tape of you know dr dre
0: and snoop dogg am i, am I gonna get mtv's party to go <laughs> yeah, mixtape? uh what about a moment at mtv uh just in terms of work uh well what i actually want to hear about is uh bobby smurda or something along oh, those lines yeah well you know being in the social media game i would <laughs> then gifts were a big
1: part of tumblr right. i did uh get to gif out bobby smurda i think this is before he went to prison this is right before he right went right to, before. yeah well
0: obviously it didn't happen after he went yeah. to prison
1: <laughs> yeah i'm just like uh cell block 10 and i need to make <laughs> some gifts of bobby is that cool Officer. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but he was just, you know, Officer. the murder dance was big at the time. so just, Yeah, it was. I just had a DSLR, just took photos. And yeah. again, it goes back to the, n- the nimbleness of it. Um, Capture those hip moves. Yeah, just, you just <laughs> yeah. hip and hip. Uh, I would just record it, gif it out in Photoshop, and then post it on Tumblr. yeah And again, that was just because of the role at the time. It was just that small. I would work at, like, work with music and talent. So right. it's, I would then get to meet, like, you know, I've met Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato. Um, so I get, you know, I get, it's like, being in it for that long, I'm like, oh, I guess that is pretty cool to meet celebrities and I think make that's gifts cool. and take photos of them. Absolutely, um yeah, Miley Cyrus. Oh, hey, I'm just making a gift of Miley Cyrus. You know what I mean? um And like smaller ones like Tovlo and things like that, where I'm just like, I didn't know about that until I met them, and now I like like their music. You know, right? Like Rita Ora. I was just like, oh hey, you know, this is cool. Yeah, I, I feel this. Um, so those type of moments, yeah, again, just uh, I just I've been there for so long you kind of forget. You know, Absolutely. Um but I think that that's that's a big part of it. It's just kind of that like, yo, this is my job. And right. I get to do social media and do this with a celebrity, you know? Um, which is not not a dream for a lot of people, but that could that could be be like, yo, you make they pay you to do that? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah.
0: They pay um, you to do that.
1: Which is interesting, right? It goes back to that social media job title, which is yeah. like, oh yeah, as long as you Again, like you said, I I make it for a brand and to to make sure the content is consumable in that regard, and not me necessarily. But then I can then have those ideas and adapt them to a larger yes you know, process.
0: You you I feel that you are a great vessel for the content to yeah. to find its way. You know, I, but I'll, you know I think that of a lot of great creators. Yeah, and I think
1: I think what's I, I always hearken it back to. I wish there was more of a, like a think tank mentality versus yeah, like we got to hit numbers and make sure you know what i mean which to a certain extent i get it you know we got we got to make money but i feel and i don't know if you did like at nike there was that innovation lab oh well, yeah all they did was just fuck around i'm like that's awesome you know what i mean and there was they, parts they are of- <laughs> just fucking around back there <laughs> which it's is true. dope though i mean they're not bugging around just for fucking around sake but like right they, they they were able to then oh I'm just messing around with this model's foot, and now I created the Nike Free Foam. The you know, pop, yes, you know what I mean? Exactly. And I was like, I wish there was something like that to where, because then you're expected to have that think think tank type of mentality. As a production level, as you're just trying to get content out there, which you can't because you, really you can't. can't make it and think about at the same time. You kind of have to take a beat to think about things right. and experiment. And I feel that's what missed, not just MTV, but in, in terms of corporate. That I would right. say that's a little bit of the downfall in that regard is you you do have some flexibility, but not when it comes to you still got to make stuff at a certain time. You know, there's yeah, a deadline for that too. And
0: I think that's the... the the newsroom part of it, like the mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels newsroom aspect of getting out that type of content because you do have to, to literally maintain the platform. You have to crank, 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 yeah. crank. I think what Nike has uh, in their pocket, at least in terms of creating that R&D mentality, is the there's a certain level of production time in general which bakes in of yes. uh, time. Exactly. So they know that it takes time to do shit. That's baked into their mentality about stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of corporations, media corporations now, they're just trying to catch up to what the what the distribution is. Mm. Um but but Nike at the end of the day, they still have to, you know, create things in factories. Yeah,
1: of course. And in that that all comes down to it. It's how much do you not give control to your creators, right. but how much can you inspire them, if that makes sense? Absolutely. Or a lot, of, a lot of companies, and I think Nike's one of them as well, it's like, oh, you can take a trip to a certain place and we'll, right. we'll, we'll buy your plane ticket and pay for a hotel, but you know, whatever you buy there, you can just chalk it up to, like, I'm using this as inspiration yeah. and I need this to be creative. You know Talk it up
0: to Uncle Phil Knight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yo, uh, I bought the waffle maker. and uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> just, But, you know, you, you, you You've been in my office, even or even your office. I was like, yeah. you just gotta surround yourself. You gotta if, with if, energy. Exactly. If if the company's not gonna do it, you're just kinda gonna do it yourself. Absolutely. You know, don't let that deter you from uh, being inspired yourself. Just because a company maybe might not be that, uh, you you still have the means to kind of create your create your own lane. Absolutely. If that, if that makes sense. And um just talking how I was doing flash banners and websites to making a meme that popped off that then kind of defined or allowed me to define what I want to do uh, to a certain extent, Absolutely, right? But they they I had to frame it in a way that was like, yo, this is important because, you know, and I think that's where the opportunities come, where I had to do this on the outside. Even yes. this, you're doing this podcast Absolutely. on the outside yeah. too. Um, you, you just got to keep yourself busy. Yeah. And then from there, you can take those learnings and you, you might not have the time at where you're at work to explore, but you're exploring it in your own time. And I think this association and it resonates exactly. And having the, you know, just, just being a designer and being this field for so long, I think, uh, I don't know if a lot of people get caught up in this, but it's sort of like there's enough work life balance. I get it. But, uh, as soon as I leave work, it's not like I'm not thinking about content or design, maybe not right. for the brand. Or my company, but just being a creative. I don't. I think you you can't not associate that yeah. in, in this field, which is a good thing though, because I think people naturally, as designers and creatives, are always thinking on the fly. Yeah, and um, not on the fly, but always thinking about it on the go and and, and outside of work. And it's like, you know, depending on your situation, like we said, how can you bring that into that creative space um, to, to ha- then just make yourself happy at your work? So yeah. I'm not going to work being like, hmm, we make YouTube shows, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's why
0: I love working with you because it's
1: so fun. Yeah. There's I'm actual like, joy I'm like, in the shit that we do. I get, I get to I can make these funny emoji type animations yeah. for a, you know, I'm, I mean? having, I'm having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah I I would do this outside of work already. I would yeah. be trying to do a brand or a YouTube show or you know not unlike a podcast and yeah. whatnot. So it's it's good that we're in a field where I'm just like I don't have to think about going to work as I'm going to work you know, granted, you know, I do have a family now, and so that kind of does weigh it on my mind. Yeah,
0: I do want to talk um, about that actually. Yeah, look like at Zoe.
1: How- uh, she's sick, so uh, get well, Zoe. This is a little shout out to you, too. Aww, little yeah.
0: Zoe. I, f- I met Zoe for the first time today. Yes. She's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Half yeah. Japanese, half Filipino. So oh, that's so cute. <laughs> like, what is so? How has fatherhood changed mm. you and changed your Good one. your creative approach? Because I, I, that's something that I that's a bridge that I personally have not crossed yet. And then every time I, I meet a creative that I um, that I really respect and they are actually uh, parents, yeah, you know, they they usually have a a slightly more a mature mindset, yeah, no. and I am so curious. Like, well, how is oh, that? I don't know if I am mature. Then, yeah, no, <laughs> kidding. that Hawaiian shirt says different. I know, right? <laughs> a, you
1: know what it, how it is. It how here is how I think change doesn't come right away. The the responsibility, obviously, of raising a human is yeah. it's work, and I am. But I am not taking who I am creatively um, or as a person. I am not letting that take a back seat because that. Right now, I'm at a time where she's still growing. If that makes sense, and I, I'm not gonna be like, "Well, oh, now I gotta be all buttoned up." I want her to experience all these things. They're like sponges, you know. Right. Um. So in that regard, I think, and you know, shout out to Kanako. She's the baby mama. She holds it down. Shout out to Kanako. Yeah, she without that, I would probably be like, "Oh, uh, I don't know where Zoe'd be <laughs> right now, probably." Right. Uh, but she really holds it down, and I think, uh allows me to then um you know how can i express myself in a way that zoe knows that this is who her dad is yes you know and i think it's a learning process i haven't figured it out yet but you know we'll, we'll try to go to museums and um you know I, I not random story but funny it's just uh you know this is the time where they're learning so they're they're very sensitive in that regard so it's like yeah you want to l- let them experience as much as possible and i just hear like a couple of like oh why would you bring a baby to a museum they're not going to even understand anything well it's like motherfucker because they're they're sponges right now yeah like, yeah they're not going to know the nuance of this like you know keith herring thing you yeah, know exactly. what I mean? but, or but visually they would be like yo that looks dope to me yeah I'm, they're I'm... not going to get that edward hopper <laughs> was super sad yeah exactly and you should feel sad by looking at his work yeah but it's, it's, it's just like they can also touch things. They can feel things, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so it hasn't changed me yet per se, but again, the responsibilities, but it does weigh where it's like I have to raise a family. But again, it goes back to like as long as my job doesn't feel like a job, right. then I'm happy. But at the same time, I have that fiscal or like There's money responsibility. real, responsi- real yeah. world shit going on. Yeah. Real life responsibility. Yeah. But in terms of that, I'm just like, you know, just you know, I wanted to dance. I wanted to listen to play. I I play a lot of video games. So I want her to experience that too. And then I'll just push. I don't want her to push her and just be like, you got to be what I was, you know, which I think a lot of parents do that for the kids. I mean, they want the best for the kids, obviously. But at the same time, my dad was just just like, how are you going to make money in art? You know, it's not even design, it's art to them. Uh, But at the same time, it's because they also have that, that thing in the back of the head where it's like, oh, I got to raise this human and they got to go and make money, right? right. So I, I think I'm at an opportune time now where I've I've already experienced that right. to where it's like, yo, you can be the better versions of both your parents that, that had it good, you know what I mean? Right. I didn't have to come to a new country not learning the language and being looked at, especially at the time when my dad was here and my parents, you know, uh, discriminative, if that makes uh, sense. Uh, for lack of a better word, that growing up, it's like kind of, well, you know, maybe not Trump in the office, but nowadays, it's, things are more open. So I think she has even more opportunities than I would have, you know, at the time. And I want to make sure she's an early adopter of technology as well. You know, you always joke, it's like, oh, I'm teaching my mom the internet. You know what I mean? But it's like, Yo, what, what's Zoe going to teach you? I already know how to use all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I taught you how to do that, you know? So so what's that, like, oh, my dad doesn't know how to use the new futuristic fucking whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm de- just FYI, I'm definitely not looking to a teenager years of raising the kids. I know whenever you have kids in the future, but it's just, that I see kids nowadays. It's going to be just painful. Little shits. I'm just like, I'm just like, yo, I know I was kind of annoying as a kid. but I was annoying as hell. Yo, I don't know if it's just... Uh, California versus New York kind of thing, but I'm just like, hmm, I'm just definitely not looking forward to it, but right. at the same time, it's one of those things, I'm just going to love her regardless. You does, know? does fatherhood make you think of legacy more? A little bit. You know, at the at the time, um, it's, you know, I'm only famous for one meme, and then, then that's my 15 minutes of fame, but you know, uh, just in terms 15 of- 15 minutes of meme. Yeah, even 15 seconds of meme. Um, how how I can... Def- you know, because at the time, I'm just like, I'm just trying to make my way. I'm just trying to do stuff, right? right? Now that I've reached a certain level, it's like, how can you instill that to your child to upbring that? But if anything, it's not legacy in a sense because to me, is important right now as it is going forward now. Right. So now it's like, how can I, my legacy, help inform which, and define her? Yes. You know what I'm saying? If that makes... Like, I don't... It's not like I'm famous or rich where you, you have to, oh, you know, uh, shout out to the poor Jordan kid that's not good at basketball. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not like I'm not that level. So she doesn't yeah. have that amount of pressure. Right. Um, so, in terms of my legacy, I just want to make sure she has the opportunities to grow and learn. Yes. And also, um, I, I, my, my partner is Japanese. And grew up, she she grew, up, she grew up in New Jersey in Summit. Oh, or not, grew up, but I didn't she know that. Bo- she was born there because her parents uh, worked there. So she's actually a U.S. citizen, but then a dual citizen. At, well, yeah, I don't know if it is to this day, but she grew up in Japan for most of her life. So she's, mm. she associates with Japanese. So having that experience, because, you know, my my my... Dad was like, "No, you're going to be American as possible because that'll give you the best opportunities." Right. Versus now, I feel I have an opportunity. It's like I'm just going to send Zoe to Japan for three months.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, especially when she's a teenager. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, And always think about. I don't know if you ever think about this when you have kids, but it's like you know, my dad's Filipino, but I grew up kind of. I think this is a natural reaction. It's like, oh, I don't want to bring the smelly uh, tilapia to to school.
0: (laughs) The weird food kid. Yeah. There was such stigma for me growing up about being the weird food kid because I grew up in um, in New Jersey, of course, but everyone there had what I thought was just normal American food. Yeah. It w- Yeah. Everyone- A soggy lunchable. Exactly. <laughs> everyone either had lunchables or they had like a normal sandwich inside yeah. dry bread. Yeah. Um, or they bought pizza or Italian hot dogs. Yeah. And then I would always opt to get the pizza or the Italian hot dogs because I didn't want to bring like, you know, bagu'ung. Yeah, to- exactly. To
1: school. Or like that dinaguan. I was like, it's chocolate. Exactly. Meat. And they're like, whoa, what's chocolate? And
0: then <laughs> and I had to just- describe the, the unusual yeah food so at
1: least i had a little bit of that but now that you know but my natural reaction again like you just said it's like i want to fit in right but it's like how do i do is she deluded in that sense now because i i associate myself more american than i do filipino because i haven't um yeah. you know granted my dad and my mom are filipino yeah. but uh there's only a certain level you, they you're instilled, you in exactly to the culture versus you're, how much i have culture. embraced uh, being Asian American right. and it's like do, is, I'm just worried it's like does Zoe is Zoe gonna not have the, you know what I mean does that dilute she'll be more Japanese because you know there's there's opportunity there versus right.
0: I don't know if it dilutes like my, my POV I'm curious to know what you think Like, yeah? my POV is that it it just creates a a more richer context for her so as she grows up and and you know she she knows her father and her mother um and and takes influence from all these different places as well as you know the the time context that she's growing up in it'll just be it'll just be slightly different
1: yeah because it's like you you talk about how much I instill a legacy. It's like I'm Filipino-American, right? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. how much does she get American? How much does she going to have that's Filipino? Right. And at the other flip side of it, she's full half full, not half full, but half Japanese. Yeah. So the fullest, if that yeah, makes absolutely. sense. Uh, mixing my words here. But then she can embrace that culture versus my, my upbringing of being a Filipino-American is different than a filipino you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or, like, a, a Japanese person. Exactly. Right? Um, so all you know
0: she can move to France. Yeah, exactly. And then she'll yeah, end know. up being, like, French, uh, French Filipino, Japanese-American. Which is the beauty of it. I think that's beautiful, though. Absolutely. You know I mean? Me, so, too. I love that.
1: Um, and even uh, uh, follow Zoe underscore bonsai on Instagram. Uh, we put on her bio, she's, like, half Filipino-American-Japanese. That's what I mean. I so, love that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think... Um, I don't, I don't know if it's a Filipino thing, but, um, you know, I think my my mom probably wanted a Filipino woman, you know what I mean, to continue that uh, bloodline. But I think after meeting her, she's just like, she, she's, every time I post on Instagram, it's like, oh my God, so I can't wait to meet, you know, oh, yeah. see you again. And, and things like that, are. yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's a 29th 29 thing. 29, teen thing to kind of mix outside of your culture. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, because you have that experience, you have that opportunity versus I think back in the day when they just migrated here, they just had themselves. There was because, an insular yeah, mindset exactly. for sure. And of course I want that, you know, in high school, it, I only had a few group of Filipino friends. Yeah. We made our own club and that, that's how I defined myself being Filipino American growing right. up versus now she, she, she has all this culture at her disposal, I like know, you it's said. So cool. Yeah, it's so,
0: uh, yeah, she could move to France if she wanted to. Yeah, okay, it's true. You know I remember I mean? when I was a kid, Filipinos and Koreans never really talked to each other, mm. hung out, or mixed. Yeah, um, ex- unless it there was a, a race going back to the past few years. There was like a <laughs> racing culture overlap. Yes, or a b boy culture overlap. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, those are those moments where it's like, like, which level of Asian are you, and how do you bring all those Asians together? You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't meet. Uh, my you know a grand I grew up in a small hometown. There was probably some Korean people there, but never met that many right. until I moved to Pasadena, and it was ninety percent Korean at my school. You right, know what I mean? exactly. Uh, but then it's a going. I would still feel like I'm in a majority versus uh you know it was all white, black, Hispanic, and right. Asians were the minority. But going from kind of a minority race to a majority, yeah, you know, where it's all Asians at art school. But then you're still a minority because yeah. you're that. in that, you know, is all Korean, then Chinese. Yes. Um, The Asian
0: identity is so complex. Yeah. Uh, Do
1: you watch GLOW? No, I haven't. Is that the wrestling one? Yeah, uh, the Netflix? wrestling I have one. Not, it's in my queue. Gotcha. So.
0: It's so good. But then in season three, the um the Asian actress and I'm blanking on the name. I'm not gonna Google it. Um, but she's not Lou
1: Diamond Phillips, so we know that.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely not Lou Diamond Phillips. So we've eliminated one. Yeah. Um, but she there's an episode about her uh, growing up in. Vietnam she tells a story and then she talks about actually the overt complexity of the Asian identity. It's oh, wow. so fascinating. Got to check it out now. Yeah, hell yeah, it's so good. It's kind of reminds me of how Master of None
1: opened up that's um right. Season 1 being kind of more linear based, but then that season 2 there's these different stories of of different Minority groups like yeah. deaf people and, and black people. It's like, but then you start off the show with a certain thing. But I liked how that's interesting how it branched out into now you're able you have a, a platform now yeah. and you have a, a show to kind of showcase. Now you can break it out exactly, which is dope. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which uh, more get crazy rich Asians up in here, you know? What yeah, mean exactly. It's like, should, there was more of that. It's called Aquafina. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, we got. She number, now. right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Granted, well, you know, I was doing the festival circuit. Uh, <laughs> got to meet her. She's super dope. You know, super chill and uh, all the success that she's had now, just breaking out, being... Um, and she's kinda, in Shang-Chi. She know. is not Shang-Chi. Yeah. yeah. She's at the forefront of what it means. Like we talked to about... To be the new
0: Asian. Yeah.
1: That we're not just like, you know, we talked about, we're joking about... We're not the about, best friends. Yeah.
0: And we're not the nerdy Me, math person exactly we're not going to fix your computer we're not even the though docile. I can, I can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although Gavin could probably fix your computer i know
1: but i think we talked about this at work you know just either there's the 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 asianness of it but yeah. being asian male i think yeah. there and and you've probably talked about this has been done but it's like the idea of masculinity in asian yeah. men you know what i mean I think, absolutely um shang shi Dude's ripped as as fuck. He's right. and sexy as hell. He's gonna redefine, or hopefully, it redefines what it means to be a male Asian yeah, in that exactly. regard too. It's not we're not we're not like the bowl cut and like uh, always got you know I have glasses, but they're cool glasses. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can detest. They you are know, not, cool glasses, not the nerdy. Um, you know what's the uh, old Breakfast at Tiffany's?
0: Is that that movie, or it's like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, th- the play the, by the Mickey face. Rooney. Yeah, uh, we played uh, Mr. Uniyoshi yes. in Breakfast at Tiffany's, one of the most egregious Jesus uh, yellow face examples in Hollywood history. Yeah, it is and it's, terrible. It's, it's, it's,
1: that that held a lot into Hollywood. And it did kind of trickles out to, you know, growing yeah. up Asian American exactly. where you're kind of belittled Khan that, was concerned.
0: played by John Wayne. John Wayne. Jeez. John Wayne, yeah. Doesn't get any more
1: Caucasian <laughs> than that, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, but Scarlett Johansson thinks she can oh, play yeah. any role. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. And what's her, <laughs> was it Emma Stone? You know, Emma, she played oh, a half Asian? Jeez. Yes.
0: Oh, in that. Uh, that it's a movie. Hawaiian
1: movie too. It's like you're going to get, uh, it was a Bradley Cooper one. I forgot the name of that one. I forgot. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just interesting. And, uh, it's redefining, and you know, we we have uh, Timothy De La Ghetto. It's yep. like people, uh, um, you know, I, I look up to from that YouTube space. Uh, I felt YouTube uh, good that we work on that platform, but also, I think Asians were an early adapter of that. That I think they're, so too. they're making their if if Hollywood or. People are not going to tell these stories. Then they can do it themselves, kind of thing. Yes. they can redefine what it means to be an Asian American male or an Asian woman. You know, like an yes. aquafina kind of thing. That they're they're just as funny and uh, you know, good looking and uh, cool. I yeah, guess if that makes sense. Exactly. Uh, as any other race. Then they can know? be. We can be yeah.
0: uh, cultural harbingers too. Yeah, of course. And and hold it down and also be an example of. Uh, yeah, like you say. An example of like uh culture, fashion, beauty. Totally. Uh that's yeah. because we have that background. Though. I think cuz having that like I will say though that uh all this new uh the 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 new uh marketing or uh, the new uh, uh economy mm. within Asia that's I guess not new but yeah. the that is like blowing up and essentially owning everything that does it's it's that is the glow up too.
1: Yeah. For sure. And it's like, yeah, it's it's at different levels. There's different levels to that shit, too. Right. Um, but even, like, you know, talk about the corporate culture. I think that's a big thing now that these companies look at, regardless how big. It's like you have to have an ambassador of culture. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and it even delves into specific cultural groups. Uh, at, at the time when I was getting into design field, I, I didn't even think of that as a factor right now that, um, you know, talking about being older and having a father, I feel that's, that's important to have because yeah. then you kind of erase what got you there. You yeah. know, and it wasn't just part of it was luck, but it was also who I just being who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that I had just as much opportunity as any other race, Absolutely. You know? uh, but being who I was allowed me or, um, had the opportunity to, to kind of uh, showcase and share my culture with other people and be right. able to instill that in not just my work, but, you know, who I am at work. Right. So That's true. Yeah.
0: Cool. So as we're winding down, yeah. Gavin has been dope. Thank you. This is such an easy conversation to have because we just also talk all the. time I know. I was like, wait,
1: are we just at work right now? You <laughs> could have just set it up at my office and then we put in or your office. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Could have <laughs> just done
0: it there and just like locked the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are recording here at a listening party. Yeah, to shout L's out Street listening Market. party Canal yeah. Street, man. Yeah, these guys are holding so it down. Yeah. Um, so as we're winding down, um, any last words? Because also this is technically the season finale. Not oh, technically, man. this is. So the listeners aren't going to have this podcast except for a couple of special. Jobs that are coming out. So, um, um, any last words that you wanna say to young creatives that want to break into any new spaces within a digital space or within a creative world? Any, yeah, any um, bit of
1: advice? you want an opportunity to hit up my venmo it's uh no i'm just kidding <laughs> no i was I, I we harped on it earlier but i feel it's that mentality of don't be afraid to fail regardless of your situation and who you are and what you're trying to apply to because not trying for something is it's kind of be it's more detrimental to your career you know what i mean like especially ones that just get out of school uh you know don't You you'll have a sense of cockiness, obviously, because you're like, oh, I'm gonna change the world with design, whatnot. But just remember that, you know, as you as you're growing and going through your career, that you know, going to school is you're not gonna, it's not gonna define you per se. You go to school to learn how to learn, if that makes sense.
0: You go to school to learn how how to learn. learn.
1: Yeah. So when you're in your your dream spot or a place that fits. Uh, which I think is an important thing is is a cultural fit and who you are as a person and type of content you're working on. It's like you know we talked about pharma. It's like is that is that what you're into? You know, or like is that are you tobacco ads or what you're into kind of thing? Right. And if you are, cool. If not, don't you know? Just because you're paying doesn't mean that's who you are. You know, think of it as your career as a long term ongoing goal and not necessarily defined by your job that you're currently at. You know. You um, you always have that opportunity to uh, discover and rediscover and redefine who you are and what you want to do in life. So don't right. don't let anything hold you back in that regard. And uh, networking is important. You know, always be humble. Um, all, the, all the cliche stuff. All the cliches. I, you know I mean? But not, the their
0: cliches actually are effective because yeah, it's actually kind of true. that's why they
1: say it. You know what I mean? Just pull up motiva- motivational posts on Instagram. And then,
0: <laughs> right.
1: But um, it's true, though. A lot of that, it, it, I think it's kind of even talking it through you know I never talked to or thought about it until I'm actually like in a podcast room like this right or when I talk to like young interns at Viacom I always tell them kind of the same thing I'm just saying now that it's 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 not gonna be defined to where you're at now but always think a little bit of head you know what I mean you right. you're, it's a it's a what is the term? It's a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a marathon, you know, with several sprints inside. Of yeah, it. exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're going to sprint the hell oh, yeah, out of you better here. stretch out those hamstrings yeah, I know, man. because you don't want to cramp up because you know, otherwise, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And just make sure that, look, this is, especially in the creative field that, uh, you, we have the most opportunity to be like, Hey, this is not, like, I don't go to work because it's work. It's because I actually enjoy, Going there and interacting with people like Rich or like an Ariel, which is our coworker. Shout out to Ariel Weaver. Yeah. Shout out to the digital design team. Shout you out to the digital design in. team. Yeah. Hell
0: yeah.
1: Fucking doing it. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's it's like, it's like going there to hang out, you know? And that's the best place to be where you don't feel like this is work in the traditional sense. So that's, that's just my advice. Just, you know, be limber, be loose, do the best you can. Whenever you can.
0: Thanks for coming through, brother. Of course,
1: man. Thank you for having me. This is this has been an amazing experience. Oh, awesome. I love that. Hope for season uh, 11, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh, we're going to be the, uh, we're going to be the Big Bang Theory of, yeah, no. <laughs> of cultural podcasts. Do you ever
1: have two people at a time? Is that a question? Yeah. There?
0: No, I, I have. I've, I've I've had up to three. I've never done four. So. Um So I've had three, uh, a three-way conversation before in here that's awesome yeah hope to do more just because the actual capabilities here allow me to do that
1: yeah no shout out again listening party
0: fucking dope that's what's up All right. peace later so thanks to Gavin for stopping by and helping us close out season four if you want to find some of his work you can go to yo dot work or it's a at yo panda on instagram so check out his stuff uh, he's really awesome good dude Um, You can find this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate us and drop a review. It does help. Spreads the good word. Go to FirstGenBurden.com for all the episodes. On Instagram, we're at FirstGenBurden. You can find me, your host, at Rich underscore TU on the various social medias. And also thanks to everybody that got the Nike Cultivator First Gens. We are officially sold out. Got that update uh, during... Uh, the podcast recording with Gavin. And uh, it's exciting. Can't wait to see everyone posting all their stuff. Um, and again, thank you to Listening Party at Canal Street Market. Follow them at, at Listening Party Presents and at canal street market thanks to the desgin team for their support and also thank you for everyone that's listened to season four as as well as listened to all the episodes of first generation Burn. it's been an honor putting out this season 10 episodes this season it was ambitious never done a full 10 consecutively but i'm glad we were able to do it and we do have one more special drop um after the live first-gen conversation event at Parsons through AIGA New York. And that one's going to have Benjamin Evans. He is the design inclusion lead over at Airbnb. and He has an amazing story to tell. So everybody check out that event. It is on September 12th at Parsons. There will be a link to that in the summary of this episode as well. So that's it for season 10. Thanks, everybody. Bye.